She's a never empty bitch. Be my Benz a Bentley. Be my Benz a Bentley. Be my Benz a Bentley. Your scheming don't affect me. I'm fresh, I'm fly, I'm so damn high. More than 500 horses when I roll by. I'm calm, I'm cool, everything brand new. I don't handcuff, you can get the whole damn crew. Be my Benz a Bentley. Be my Benz a Bentley. Be that I bet she let me. She been fiending since she met me. I'm the coolest shit, especially when I throw on all my guns. Got my sister Smith on my seat to protect me, so respect me. This is heavy, new Bentley, color vanilla and cherry. Andretti on Pirelli, make a movie out the Getty. With my ring and my confetti, I'm Kobe Bryant ready. Pink rose and chronic smelly while I'm stumbling out the telly. I'm so fly, I'm so fairy, and the way I flow is very. Getting to a machete when my pencil move is deadly. Platinum band, platinum bezzy, make a straight girl out of Leslie. Magazine, Mac, Desi, keep my windows like the Prezi. Press a button and I'm stunting. My roof look like it's ducking me. Go 200 something in my trunk, the one that's bumping. I am not the one for jumping. I will ratchet out and slump them, dump them. Nigga, you better off dead. Get money red. I'm fresh, I'm fly, I'm always high. Got your bitch waving at me when I roll by. I'm calm, I'm cool, they think brand new. I don't handcuff, you can get the whole damn crew. Be my Benz a Bentley, be my Benz a Bentley, be my Benz a Bentley. My jeans are never empty, bitch. Be my Benz a Bentley, be my Benz a Bentley. I'll be moving, I'll be moving, making movies, Tom cruising. If it's action, then I'm shooting pockets back. Next studded boy, my nickname should be Ruben. My Colombian connect told me the Mexicans are moved in and he know just how I get it. So we bout to introduce him. Got a girl named Cigar, call her that because she Cuban. Got a black chick that be boosting. Got a white girl that be boofing. Gotta watch it cause she use it, but she fuck me like she stupid. And she always ready to give me that Becky. Last time it was so good I almost crashed my Bentley Put the club on the bottle See them sparks in the sky We'll have this whole bitch Looking like the 4th of July But if you pussies get the frontin' And the pushin' lead to shovin' We just bustin' and we leaving like it's nothing. it's nothing. If it ain't the Gucci or the Louis Then it's polo or it's rugby And this bitch I brought with me She be bagging bitches for me Be my Benz Bentley Be my Benz Bentley Be my Benz Bentley My jeans are never empty, bitch Be my Benz Bentley Be my Benz Bentley Be my Benz I'm fresh, I'm fly, I'm always high. Got your bitch waving at me when I roll by. I'm calm, I'm cool. And we are back. This is Monday, February 25th, another episode of Truth Serum. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are, we coming right, we're going right to it, guys. We're going right to it. Ida, do you want to take the phone calls? or? Um, I do want to take a phone call, but I want to introduce my show first. So if you are on the line, just hold on one second. You'll get to talk to Annie and Clayton. I'm sure that's what you're calling. Uh, we are uh, we're back the day after the Oscars, the day after Spike Lee jumped up on uh, <laughs> Sam Jackson and looked like my daughter when she graduated from third grade. He dressed like, like a, the <laughs> eggplant emoji. Yeah, uh, no, uh, he or he could have been the um, the grape on the Fruit of the Loom. Yeah, yeah he did look great. good. Honestly, I did like the outfit, but it was a lot. But I liked it. No, I love the sneakers. He looked great. Yeah, man. So those voices that you hear, uh, Annie Letterman and. Clayton Thomas are Hello. in the house. Hello. Oh my God, you sound more feminine than me when you did that. When I said, Hello. well, I have, and I'm like, "Hello." Oh yeah, you hit them with the raspy. I hit them I with the smooth. I can't help it. Yeah, There's you no got smooth. like a bartender's voice, but it works for you. I do. Someone told me that I that my essence is a cigarette with lipstick on it, <laughs> and I was like, "I like that. I like that." That is Annie is on. a cigarette with lipstick on it. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then he, you know, or a joint oh, with chapstick. Oh, Who knows? Did that person know you were a comedian? Mm -hmm. Was that person a comedian? 
sure. Do you oh. know what's Because oh, they, they only talked That was her best line. Like Let's just say that. That was their best line? No, I'm just kidding. She's a, she's a nice girl. Oh, it was a woman as well. That's oh, even funnier. I hate her. No. no? She, I, I took it as a compliment. Yeah? I like that. I want to be a cigarette with lipstick on it. All crunched up. It sounds like you belong in that Dave Chappelle sketch with the puppets. A cigarette with the <laughs> lipstick on it. <laughs> I know some people who definitely look like a blunt. Um, I won't say who they are, but they are like stand-up a comedians. Blunt? Yeah, that they look like a blunt with chapstick on. Wait, Tony <laughs> Baker had the best tweet I've ever seen where he goes, Everybody knows somebody who smells like food, like meat or something. Oh, like, yeah. They don't I saw smell that. bad, yeah, but they smell. And I was like, yes, we do. Yeah, I saw that the other day. I saw that. So what's going on, guys? Happy Monday. Happy um, Monday. It's been a while. I haven't been here. We're going to take a call quickly because they've been on hold for a while. Taking you calls. are live on Truth Serum. Who's that? Yo, this is your boy Savvy out of L.A. Who is it? Savvy. Savvy. <laughs> what up, Savvy? You can't say Savvy that. amusing. Savvy amusing. What up, though, Savvy? I need a from name, dude. That's a good name. What's up? How you doing? What's up, what, Savvy? What's going, what's going on, you guys? What's going on? You know? Uh, just, That's your question? You know, we're just... <laughs> a, a, absolutely. <laughs> Answer it, Andy. No, no, no. No, no, no. My question, I had a... Um, I wanted to uh, actually uh, give a shout-out to uh, Clayton. Oh, thanks, Sammy. I was, uh, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I, I just wanted to let you know, man, widespread, because I know I already told you this in person, but I wanted to let you know widespread on the air. I was doing a show with Clayton, with Clayton about, uh, about three weeks ago. We were at the Comedy Union, and there was a young lady who was offended by a joke that he said, and the it whole crowd was, the, the whole crowd was expecting Clayton to just rip her to pieces, and, and this dude humbled this lady so much to where he got a standing ovation just because of the way he checked her <laughs> and man bro i just want to give you a shout out for that man that was that was the i i've never seen nothing done like that before in my whole life bro and Thank i you, just want to let you know man that you you're definitely an inspiration you go in places man and and i just want to say you you dope bro and i just want you to keep shining man man first of all team ct all day i appreciate you man uh that circumstance was a young lady like you said she was uh offended by she she had never been to comedy shows and she was offended by everything every comedian said so and boring. i just instead of destroying her i wanted to educate her on how <laughs> she should interact with people and how she should be at comedy shows without disrespecting her almost to the point to where at the end of the show she came up and hugged me and thanked me for not you know just like he said not choosing the route that uh, most people would take and uh, it was still funny and it was lighthearted i like making fun of people where we can laugh together i never want anybody feeling bad yeah when people are like feel bad i had a guy who was like falling asleep in the audience mm -hmm. and i was like um he was obviously day drinking all day. And I'm like making fun of him. And he like looked all upset. And I was like, don't be upset. We're all good. It's all like love and happiness here. And then he leaned forward and started puking. And I was like, oh, I guess he wasn't upset. He was just. Oh, he was sick. They had to take him out of the comedy store. Oh. So, no, but it's like, you know how it like goes so bad. If you get yeah. mad, if you get triggered by like an audience member being mad, yeah. it's like. I remember so once I was performing in a bay and this, this, uh, this, this person in the audience they kept saying something. I, I pride myself on always keeping my cool and being sharp and witty with the Until response. Until you don't. Until I don't. And this was one of those situations where uh, he said something, and I was like, Man, shut the fuck up. And I said it so angry that I saw the reaction of the crowd, and I was like, oh, I got to get them back. And then 
I brought him back, but it was like for that moment, there was no comedian. It was just me talking to him like, hey, bro, I'm from Detroit, man. Like, let's <laughs> let's forget about these jokes. Let yeah. me let me go back to how you see that I look as a large black guy. What's cracking? The people and, uh, in the know. audience sometimes don't have a clue. Uh, you know, it's funny, the, the, the audacity that audience members have now yeah. that's been granted to them because of the... The privilege of having social media yeah. and really feeling like they can take yeah, it. It's it. like they threaten you with it a little bit, mm -hmm. you know. Um, this woman came up to my green room this weekend. She came into my groom, green room without invitation mm -mm. and was like, um, I really appreciate the stuff that you said. And I'm glad that you talked about a lot of stuff, but you missed a couple of things. Oh, God. With the <laughs> and then wow. she wanted me to talk about um, that gay marriage was bad. She told me she was a Mormon. Well, she wasn't right, a Mormon but... anymore. She got dis excommunicated. But then we started talking about her brother and how she doesn't mess with her brother anymore because he's gay and he's getting married. Oh, and I'm sad. like, well, you're not a Mormon anymore. And she was like, and then I'm like, bitch, don't talk to me about being a Mormon. Y'all just <laughs> said we could go to heaven in the 70s. Get the fuck out of my green room. I was so upset. How dare you? Yeah, try take to this be... up with your sister wives, bitch. Yeah, go talk to somebody Jesus. who believes the same stuff that you believe. But it was just... I was just like, wow, I don't want to talk to this lady anymore. So from that point on, I closed my green room door for the rest of the weekend. And I felt like an asshole, but I no. was like, you can't come in here. Cause you can be, listen, there's a time to meet the people. It's afterwards. It's, you still have to have boundaries. Boundaries are good for them. everyone. Okay. They yeah. want us to be in control when they like are trying to take that control. Mm -hmm. They don't want that. Nobody wants you going up there not being able to handle the audience. Right. Nobody wants you losing your temper. No. Nobody wants that. That's not good. But I was, I was talking to a bunch of comics cause this happened to two comics in the past week at the comedy store. And if you're performing at the comedy store, like for the most part, you're pretty good at comedy. I mean, you know what you're doing at this point. But ah. one of the but one of the comics was so good. Like uh -huh. he was one of the best comics. Like he's just one of the number ones. You guys both love him. I don't want to say his name just because okay. I don't. He, he's not here. But um, he's such a good, undeniably good comic. But we were talking about this happened to two comics where someone just goes, "You aren't funny," mm. and it's like something about that heckle hurts mm. so. Like it's so hard to yeah. not get your feelings yeah, that's hurt a deep by one. it. That's a deep one. And uh, he did end up kind of getting mad or whatever, and it threw him. But And the girl that it happened to in the main room, the woman afterwards came up to me, and she goes, who was that girl? She was so bad. And I go, you're bad. I like, It was so fun to be able to like chase her out of the... I'm like, never come back to comedy. You know what? The fact that somebody thinks that their opinion is that valuable is daunting. Especially you know when the rest mean? of the room is laughing. It's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, you're the one. You're the one that's right. I got... You know what? I, I get angry. And as you saw me earlier, Darren, when I get angry, I get angry. And I try my best <laughs> to stay away from that because I don't ever like to get irrational. But I remember I was in the, at the Addison Improv and these this couple was sitting in the front. Everybody was laughing and the man was like, I don't like you. I don't I just don't like you. Wow. And then I was he had on a dog chain, right? From the, the military. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I was in the military. And I was like, I don't give a fuck what if you were in the military. I don't care if you got shot. I don't care if your mama left you. I don't give a fuck. You gotta get out. Yes. And I threw him out. And the and the lady that he was with was like you can't throw us out, not you. And wow. I said, I'll show you better than I could tell you. And I was like, security, come yeah. get these motherfuckers. It was the best moment of my week. Wow. The worst is when I do that and then the security's not in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that once. I went up and gave like, just like, uh, just a, a gen, you know, like a mm -hmm. general your mom joke to a guy who was heckling. I was like, oh, it's so weird you're talking so much because it was around um, Halloween and I was like, because I was going to go as your mom for Halloween, but I couldn't fit that many dicks inside my mouth. That's uh, hilarious. Just regular, generic. He stands up and he's like, 
how dare you talk about my mom? And I went, I didn't realize that your mom was that popular that I would know who she was. Like, <laughs> she's that bad. And I'm like thinking I got the security on my side. So yeah. I'm like talking shit. I'm like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Security's like taking a smoke break or something during Ooh. my set. This guy comes, he charges the mound. I'm like, mm. uh, security, security. And they got him like right before he was at the stage. But it was like, oh, well. Um, my bad, but Ooh, I, got security, talking I got security <laughs> cocky. I was like, yeah. uh-huh. there's nothing Ooh. like it. You know, it's funny. Um, I, this is a great segue into one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, because I wanted to dedicate the show to Brody Stevens, who was stand up comedian who took his life um, last week or this weekend. And uh, apparently, you know, the entire community was affected because Brody was one of those people that embraced everyone. It was always very warm and very nice. He learned people's names. But, uh, you know, he had told somebody recently that it, the trolls on the Internet were really bothering him. They were starting to get with get get to him. And he was suffering from mental illness. Mm. And, um, you know, I started reading the comments under the tributes that other people were leaving and then people were trolling the people who wow. were leaving the tributes and people were saying shit like, oh, why didn't you say that when he was alive? Oh, why didn't you, you know, why didn't you celebrate him? And I'm like, people don't kill themselves because they lack praise. They kill themselves because they're suffering from mental fucking illness. Yeah. They mm-hmm. got issues and you can praise them all you want, but that that's not what's going on. What's going on in their head is that there is dysfunction there is imbalance and that is not you know you don't remedy if you if you could just praise somebody into being normal then we would not have mental illness yeah. as an issue but yes. um you know also what, Brody was loved too it's like oh my people, god like someone him. was trying to say that to me too where they're like well why didn't they say it? I'm like when I Brody wasn't some I saw Brody almost every single day and I I don't think there was a time I didn't like see him and go towards him and talk to him like he is like one of those people you wanted to always talk to so it's just like if I may I first of all, you ladies are uh, completely entitled to how you feel about that, and you're absolutely right in the sense of uh, praise does not stop somebody from hurting themselves. What I will say is, I am one of those people who will say I don't like when someone passes and people have so many heartfelt things to say when they don't say it on a regular. And what yeah. I mean yeah, is, yeah, no, I agree with that. So too. if I see this, like, let's say for I didn't know Brody. I'm sorry that he passed, but if I have the relationship with him like I have with most comedians. Every time I see somebody that I love, I'm like, yo, I love you. Right. Thank you for everything ever or whatever the case. Like, I'm always showing the praise. Mm-hmm. And when somebody passes, it becomes everybody wants to post a picture. Then they say, oh, well, you know, this person was one of the greatest co- that I'm giving to a stand-up. This is one of the greatest comedians I've ever seen. This person could walk into a room like no other. And they say that kind of stuff when a person dies. I say, why don't you say that? to the person when they can hear it. Yeah. Like right. I when I die, nobody can say that I did not give them their praise live. Right. You know yeah, no, I mean? people shouldn't be you shouldn't be stingy with compliments. And I think exactly. that like you you know, the lessons that you get out of these situations are that. But I also just was thinking like there are some people that it's like, oh, you were not good to Brody. Like you <laughs> like I like like some famous people where it's like you mm-hmm. were specifically someone that like, you know, unfollowed him or oh, did wow. something. And and Brody was someone who was, you know, he was mentally ill. He was bipolar and he was definitely like paid attention to stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's like these motherfuckers that are like unfollowing him and then going like, you know, oh, he was such a great comedian. And then getting written up in all of the articles like, oh, yeah. and this so and so said how great he was. And it's like, fuck you. But also like. Mm-hmm. 
I think an, an, another thing to be said about this industry is you can't let this industry like make you or break you. Like you have to have your right. own strength. You can't. It can't be like what you're getting in the industry that makes you feel whether you're funny or not. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. Brody, he had some good stuff coming up. You know, he really he had a he was going to do a show he just gotten funding for that was going to be like Insomniac with Dave Attell where he does man on the street but it was going to be with baseball things because he was really into baseball so it's you know it's like there were still good things going on and who knows maybe there was one thing that set him off or whatever and he was changing his meds you don't you don't know what it is mm -hmm. but you can't be like the industry needs to give us more respect like you need to give yourself the respect if you can if you're mentally capable of doing it but yeah right. no no you have to tend you have to take care of yourself you got to tend you got to take your meds and you got to really uh, remember that at the end of the day you are responsible for you um, that being said, human beings have to learn to be kinder to one another. A lot of people take license online and really, really yep. talk a lot of shit. And that's because there are no consequences. But you don't ever know when somebody's going to be right around that corner. And what's the point? Your when you're being <laughs> a hater, a when you're you know? being a hater, what's the point of that, right? You want yeah. attention. You want to, like, feel like you have something they have or whatever. And it's like, you're not even, someone said this, or like, why are you commenting on what's happening in the arena when you're sitting in the audience. Like, mm. what do you, you know? And so, I mean, on the other end of that, it's like, then the praise shouldn't matter either. But it's, you know, it's just, I've been trying to do that, like be very nice with my my trolls and try yeah. to be like, what are they going through? What sort of attention do you need? Like, how sad is that that you're spending your time trying to like troll me when I'm not even well, here's the out thing. here trying to do some negative well, things? they're not people though. They, first of all, if you go to 90% of the people who are trolling you or saying something crazy, they either A, don't have a profile picture, their accounts are private, they don't have any posts. Right. So these are either A, people who just get on to vent about what's going on, about how unhappy they are with their lives, or two, these are people that you actually know that are telling you how they feel through this guise right. of a fake profile. However, in any event, you have the option to remove a comment and block the person. And I throw block parties daily. YouTube, Instagram. I don't really do it that much on Facebook because I don't really read uh, the comments unless they're directly to me. I was hoping you were me. just saying you didn't read. <laughs> so no, Facebook. no. I was like, me neither. Oh. No, I read I all saying, my <laughs> comments. But it's like, you know, when you see something like, first of all, I'm not also, I'm neither someone who needs to be praised in every one of my comments. So it's like, I'll read the comments. It's like, oh, this is funny. I'm like, oh, that was nice. And then somebody's like, hey, man, you trash. I'm like, I, yeah. I'll let that slide. But if it's something derogatory to somebody in my video, right. then I'm like, let me remove this and block this right, person. Right, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, I try not to block. I just... You know, like I'll mute people maybe or something like that. But it's just. Oh, I blocks. I just feel like, well, I don't want. The, it's like. I have block parties. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what you were saying with block the parties. The whole block. I don't know. I thought you just meant you were like being celebratory. Blocked. I'm, the I whole didn't get thing. it. Block parties, hilarious. Blocked. Welcome I know. Back. Sometimes I like, oh, it's blocking Baker. season. Welcome to the block party. But I just feel like it's, you know, if you can just be positive. There was one guy that said something negative on a post. I comment on Jeff Ross's post on mm -hmm. on uh, about Brody, and I said something, and then he said something negative. I was like, "Dude, you're being against what Brody's message was, which was like positivity, positive push, mm. yeah. um, you know, like positive energy." And then he ended up writing me and being like, "I'm so sorry, I wasn't like paying attention to what was going on and mm -hmm. stuff." It's like I try to give people a little bit of a shot. And, you know, people are suffering and. And I mean, <laughs> but you can't tend to everybody. You can't yeah, tend no, to everybody. And everybody has to remember that we too are human beings and have issues going on as well. And that for some reason, just because you're a celebrity or you're a comedian, yeah. they think you have money. They think you don't mm -hmm. have problems. And they think that you are available to them yeah. without thinking that you also have a life to tend to. Uh, we got a caller. Hello. Hey. Hi. 
Hey, CT, it's Rob. What's hey, up, my dude? What's up, Playboy? How are you, fam? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. How's everything going? Hey, man, you know, I'm over here living seven Saturdays, baby. You know how I get down. So uh, the question of the day is what, Ada? What, what, is, uh, one of, what is one of your most memorable firsts? And, let's, and it doesn't have to be sex. Something that uh, you did for the first time and you will always remember that first. It was so memorable. Good or bad? Uh, you, you know what? I, I'm a car guy. I love my cars. I love going fast. I think the one time that just first time I ever drifted. Oh, I hit oh, a wow. corner. Yeah, I hit perfectly. I I, behind, I accelerated and I was out of it. And I just I thought I was like Paul Walker for the second. <laughs> oh wow! You started drifting while you were talking too. <laughs> That's dope, man. Wait, but so Thank you. wait, Paul Walker, the good. Okay. I yeah. thought you yeah. weren't in danger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, shit. I thought you were telling us the first time you were like scared driving. <laughs> you should have used a different cast member just for the example. But yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, ooh. Like somebody who's alive. Yeah, Vin Diesel. Oh, oh, no oh, offense. Shit. Yeah. No offense. So that, Sorry, that, we're just telling jokes. That sounds, uh, drifting sounds like um, an adrenaline rush, though. Yeah. Did it feel good? Yeah, that, that, I mean, that was just so intense. Did it feel good, though? Yeah, it did. I even now, even now, because I mean, I, I'll I'll have bad slides, and I know it's a bad slide, but every time I hit that perfect slide, it just it makes you feel the same way it did the very first time. Man, that's incredible, man. That's dope. I really appreciate you calling in, brother. Team CT all day. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. I I be playing you guys. I'm catching up with with your old ones because I just got Spotify, so I'm I'm trying to catch all up. But I mean, you guys get me through the day all the time. That's Aww. love, fam. Thank you so much for all calling. Right. Have a beautiful day. All right. Wear your seatbelt. You all be cool. You too. All yeah. right, then. What? That's so, dope. Drifting. <laughs> Man, I love how we're able to just talk about something illegal. And we're just like, yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> Street racing is I incredible. literally thought it was going to It sounds fun, though. It sounds, but I'm so scary with stuff like that. In my truck, if I drifted in my truck, I would flip over 80 times. Yeah, I feel like a sense, such a sense of accountability, like... My kids can never say my mother died in a Street bungee racing. jumping. Oh. <laughs> and said she was skydiving. Yeah. Because I would just feel like such a dick. Like I just was negligent <laughs> with the only person they can depend yeah. on in life. Yeah. I have so much stuff in my car. I can't drive too fast because it like smacks around. Oh. You know? <laughs> too many water bottles. I can see you as a That's, water bottle type in the back yeah. of your car. My friend, get, my friend always gets in my car and she kicks her feet around. And she goes, mm -hmm. oh, the ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> So we wanted to talk, uh, we wanted to dedicate today to Brody. Um, if you're out there listening, you have any stories that you wanted to share, please give us a call. If you're struggling with depression, um, mental illness, you feel like you need to talk some, to someone, call the mental help, uh, the, men, the suicide helpline. They are a good resource for you to just talk. Um, not necessarily if you're thinking about killing yourself, but if you just feel like you're in a, having a crisis or having a moment and you need someone to talk to, and don't take it personally when you call somebody and they don't call you back. Sometimes they may just be going through something themselves. They may mm -hmm. not be ignoring yeah. you. We are all dealing with something. But what I wanted to say, my point wait, about wait, talking about that wait. was that... I would hate to call a hotline and then you'd be like, oh, finally I get to talk to somebody. And they'd be like, could you just hold one second? You're like, oh, my oh, God. no. Go ahead. That's thinking. funny, though. That's... The comedians are present. Oh. Um, what I wanted to say is that what people don't um, appreciate and well, like, can you hang in there? <laughs> yeah. 
pissed me yeah, off was <laughs> the thing about Brody was that um, Brody with battling with mental illness and depression would still go out and get on stage to try to make other people happy. That's dope. And I think that it's very important to remember that comedians who all have things going on in their very own lives, their very own lives, struggling with loss and depression, economic situations, some comedians living in their cars, mm. you know, but whatever it is Why that they're call me out there. right now. But you know what it is, though. But then you still get up on that stage and you you thrive off of making other people happy. Yeah. So appreciate your comedians and stop being such fucking assholes yeah, just in the comment fucking, section. Yeah, there's no. It's like Robin Williams. I watched the documentary about Robin Williams his whole life, and I was like, man, this guy was dealing with so much. And then towards the end of his days, dealing with all of that stuff, and then you know taking his own life. But he was always making people laugh you know he was in constant pain it was that's crazy yeah. but it's such the norm of what we as performers do but the brody guy brody i you know i would see him when i went around the comedy store and it's so funny about perception because i would always see you know like you see all the white boys at the comedy store mm -hmm. you'd be like oh man this dude is doing incredible as soon as another comedy store regular they about to get a tv show in two months and uh i saw all the comedians just being cool with him and I was like show. he seems like a, you know just a typical white boy and I remember seeing him on a couple things and then hearing about this I was like damn just like anybody else you would have never assumed that you know what I mean yeah Brody was something man I miss him well, so Lord rest his spirit, it. man. I'm I'm definitely glad that so many people were able to be touched by him, and that you guys have fond memories. Oh my God, I love him so much. I did. Too. You know what? I I wasn't as close to Brody as um all of them were. A lot of he had a lot of good friends. The reason why I was so affected by him was, one, I just saw him, and in the middle of a conversation, he was, like, surrounded by people. They were not, you know, they were they were all in his face. Mm -hmm. He stopped, turned to me, and said, Ida, and, you know, waved at me. I didn't get over, I didn't get over there to get, give him a hug. But from the very first time that I met him, he, he learned my name the very first time that I met him. That's and I dope. never, ever had to tell him again what my name was. And every single time that he saw me, he always made an effort to speak. He always gave me a hug and he always treated me like a person. And mm. from the very beginning, when I first started doing stand up and you never forget that because some yeah. of those white guys would look at me like, what are you doing here? Right. You know what She's I mean? She's going to take my spot. Yeah. Why yeah. is she here? And he never was like that. Give me so. their fucking names. <laughs> ah. Anyone that's shitty to you, I'm like, what? Don't ask. You don't it. like. You don't you like an name. angel among you. Is that the problem? <laughs> um, oh all right, we're gonna move on to the Oscars. Uh, we uh -oh. love you, Brody. When you're not forgotten, and we're gonna oh, keep so gonna positive, positive push. push, dude. You got to take the good messages from him. Positive push, baby. And if you want to give yourself a treat, enjoy it. His half hour is on comedy. Uh, his Comedy Central half hour is on YouTube. I watched it. Yesterday, I laughed half of time and I cried half the time, mm. but it made me so happy. Mm -hmm. And you know, was it out yet, or did they just release it? No, no, it had been out. Oh. There's a lot but of Brody joke, content. That joke, yeah. he said, he said it only took them 13 years for him to gather 30 minutes of material. <laughs> <laughs> he, These are jokes. Yeah, it was so funny though. But he, um, you know, like there's a spectrum of comedy and I really want comedians and people to get out of the habits of saying, oh, this person isn't funny. Just say, hey, that person isn't funny to me. Right. I feel like we all fit on the spectrum. There's a place for us all. Yeah. 
And I think that I appreciate Darren Carter, the party starter, makes me happy. <laughs> oh, I love He's him. a happy guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and some days Darren I Carter, don't want to be. The party I don't want to hear. Yeah. 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 You know, some days you want to hear Patton Oswalt go into one of his rants. Mm-hmm. And some days you just like, fuck, I just want to chill. I want to <laughs> laugh at some dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Darren and it's just Carter. Brody, what I'm going to miss about Brody so much is that he would he would close out the main room. Um you know, a couple times a week, and he would do like you know an hour, hour mm. and a half, and it was just whoever was left, and he would just like interact with the audience. He was just throwing jokes out. He was just being himself, and you would walk in, and he'd be like, "Annie Letterman, Philadelphia." Like he would just, he just was so. <laughs> oh, he was just. It just felt so good to be a part of the birdie world. Let me ask you this: So, has your uh, mother ever told you the truth that you and Scarlett have the same father, or was it just? <laughs> one of those? You're just going to assume it. <laughs> um, I would like a little bit of that money. And you see my bank account, and you're like, they don't look anything like uh, crazy. You know what's funny is that um, you're so, your personality is such a firecracker to me. You can't look like anybody else to me. Cause That's right, bitch. Annie. I'm Annie. <laughs> from the moment I met. We've, we've gotten along from the, you know, like Day some one. of the bitches that you meet, you're like, I'm gonna have, this one's going to have to grow on me. Yeah. You know, like, but not you. It's yeah. been a love affair from the beginning. I know, because you dope. get these competitive bitches where you're like, what on earth mm-hmm. are you doing right now? You're so crazy if you think that there is any sort of competition here. That it doesn't. It, you you are just competing with yourself. Yeah, it's it rock really, climbing, dude. We're not playing sports. We're playing. We're rock climbing. Mm-hmm. Just get to the top of the mountain, bitch. That's right. And hopefully you will throw your hand over so you can help the girl get up after you. That's right. That's the that's the plan. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking about the Oscars. We want to talk about uh, Spike Lee's vertical leap. Um, <laughs> and, what if uh, he had dropped him? And I, mean, I don't know if anybody oh. else noticed, but at the Oscars, everybody who spoke was either black or British. Facts. <laughs> we'll be right back. just don't get it do you enjoy being hurt i know you smell the perfume the makeup on his shirt you don't believe his stories you know that they're all lies bad as you are you stick around and i just don't know why if i was your man baby you never worry about what i do i'd be coming home back to you every night doing you right Type of Deserve good fame. This for the diamond. Head for the rain. Baby, you're a star. I just wanna show you you are. You should let me love you. Let me be the one to give you everything you want and need. A baby, good love and protection. Make me your selection. Show you the way love's supposed to be. Baby, you should let me love you, love you, love you, love you, yeah. Listen, your true beauty's description looks so good that it hurts. You're a dime plus 99 and it's a shame, don't even know what you were. <laughs> Everywhere you go, they stop and stare, cause you're bad and it shows. From your head to your toes, out of control, baby, you know. If I was your man, baby, you never worry about 
what I do I'll be coming home Back to you Every night Doing you right You're the type of woman Deserves good things Fistful of diamonds A handful of rings Maybe you're a star I just wanna show you you are You should let me love you Let me be the one to Give you everything you want and need Oh baby, good love and protection Oh, make me your selection Show you the way love's supposed to be Baby, you should let me You deserve Uh, I'm not going to blame Darren because Darren put up a playlist. Let's just say Darren Carter, the party starter, wouldn't have done that. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) That definitely wouldn't have started a party. Nobody here. um, You know, it's funny. uh, I I got one question for R. Kelly. Where the fuck is all your money? That's a great question. You know what I mean? He spent it on asparagus. And asparagus? Well, you know how your pee smells like asparagus? Oh, Oh, my God. It was a stretch. It was a stretch. First of all, y'all here smelling that urine, which is uh, just fucked He couldn't make the bail. He couldn't make bail, so he pleaded not guilty today. He doesn't own his masters. I think that's what people don't realize. And he made, yes, he's made 30 years worth of hits, but he doesn't own his masters. So then people don't have to feel guilty about still listening to Ignition. That's a great point. Everyone was like, how could you? And I'm like, I guess company. The money doesn't go to him. (laughs) I was like, I guess he can't fly. Yeah. Oh. But, you know, I don't feel bad for him. Um, and listen, I, do. no. I don't feel <laughs> bad for him and I don't feel like that's being um, being anti-black man. I think that's being anti-sexual assaulter. Mm-hmm. And I think that what happens to black men in America is unjust and the, the 
you know, the legal system. They don't even let them pee on girls. But I don't, I'm not going to condone R. Kelly. Uh, what I will say is that um, those young girls that yeah. were locked hands going to the, the two girls who haven't seen their families that mm-hmm. were in the in the uh, the show, that was weird. Like, they, mm. people were, like, saying they looked happy. A lot of you Stockholm Syndrome bitches uh, condemning people, saying let those girls be with him. They want to be with him. If you don't understand abuse and the cycle of abuse, then that's why you don't understand why those girls look complacent and happy. They're fucking indoctrinated and they have they have Stockholm syndrome. They have no idea that they are they can be free. They are completely brainwashed. And it is not cool mm-hmm. to watch that. It was it's also sad. why are you hating on it just doesn't make any sense to well, yeah. R. Kelly has a lot of female supporters who think that the that mm-hmm. women are innately evil and that those young girls, you know, and it's so funny because mm-hmm. I, I had a conversation with Tangerine, Clayton's wife. We had a very honest conversation mm-hmm. about R. Like Kelly. Mm-hmm. And she said that when she saw the tape, she was like, that girl looked experienced. Mm-hmm. That's not what she said, but I'm going to say <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fix what she said was uh-huh. weird saying it. But I, I was like, yeah, because when you've been abused, you get groomed. That's yeah. what the grooming process is that pedophiles do. And so... When you see those girls looking like they're experienced, they are because they've been having sex with an adult for a long time and they've mm. been taught to do all of that stuff. They and got she groomed. Was like, I never thought about that. Yeah, no, groom him. It's so weird because these. Okay, I was a, I was literally thirteen or fourteen years old when that tape came out. So you know they're passing the tape around, and I was like, man, she looks so much older than us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And hearing what you're saying, it makes so much sense. Like these uh, these predators, yo. It's just uh, come Listen, on. Listen, when kids are kids, they're kids. Like it's not like someone just was like, "Don't you think it's um, doesn't it insult these women's intelligence if they're kid? No, they're kids. What are you talking about? They're children. That, they're that's children. the difference between an adult and a child. Your brain's not even fully developed till you're 25. Like, right? Come on now. <laughs> some like people. Little kids. I admit, some people until you're 75. Oof. Like, oh, she just turned 50. She finally got it together. (laughs) But he had no bail money. And so I was thinking, how does he house all these women? How is he maintaining these lifestyles in addition to his own? And he, where is his, where did his money? They're paying tuition to the R. Kelly uh, Academy. Let me tell you something. When that deal with the devil run out, boy, it run out. You understand me? And they come for you, (laughs) They come for that. You got to read that fine print, baby. He said, I want to be the best singer in the world. You got to specify for how many years because you can't just say, I want to be the hottest singer in the world from 91 all the way to 2018. They'd be like, all right, cool, because when 2019 come around, bro, it's a wrap. It's the stump fest, right? They just stumping them. I'd rather get that uh that good old Jesus contract. Let me be hot for as long as I need to be and then fade off into my richness <laughs> and nobody cares about what's going on. That Cisco contract. Ooh, that Cisco. <laughs> hey, let me say something. Cisco ain't got no scandals. You understand? Exactly. Cisco ain't got the no scandals. scandals Cisco has Joe ain't got the leggings that he had on oh. with that blonde hair. Do you think but he's still wearing a thong? <laughs> that is so weird guys wearing well you know what do what you want to do no judgments here guys did you uh, like the talk- dress at the oscars i like that guy's dress oh the guy the half the dress. dress tyree henry from like uh from Pose. atlanta is he the oh he wore the yeah you know with what? yeah with, that was funny though i said hey man you wild i did think it was funny with Melissa you wild fam brian tyree henry you're wild yo honestly because he might have just faded in we wouldn't be talking about him think about that he oh, just he wore regular tux. Yeah, if he just wore regular... First of all, like, this oh, is what you're okay. going to say. He didn't wear a dress to the Oscars. It was no, just no, for no, the no, sketch. No, no, that sketch. Okay. Yes. Here's the thing. 
Melissa's outfit was already joke enough. You don't need anything taking attention away from that. So when I saw him in his outfit, I'm like, oh, that didn't that didn't need to have him in that. He could have just I feel like she took from his comedy a little bit. I think she took yeah. even with the um this greedy bitch. When she couldn't open the envelope mm-hmm. and he tried to open it and she would she was like, and then he was like, the okay puppet. then. Yeah. But you know? you know what? I love Ms. Melissa McCarthy. She's amazing. I'm just saying that that sketch that they did live. Clayton knows that Annie's live is still on. Oh, yeah. He did not need to be <laughs> in an outfit at all. It could have just been her and he could have played even more of the straight man with, you know, just the regular you whatever. literally. Hey, guys, you know, what you understand, it's about the kids. And uh, you know. so, what do you do? so because there's always been conversation uh-huh. with black men in comedy about wearing the dress. OK. And Dave Chappelle said. So glad. You, say, say what he said. Dave Chappelle said, don't wear the dress. He said he'll never mm-hmm. wear the dress. And he and said don't he's w- funnier than a dress. Yeah. Yes. He said, don't wear the dress. So do you think that I was looking for, I went to Twitter uh-huh. just to see if just there to see what they was going to say. Anybody say nothing, did they? Nobody said Nobody anything. Said anything. Let me give you my answer to the question that you just said. Number one, I grew up in the era of Martin Lawrence as Shanae and Eddie Murphy. I thought you were going to say Martin Luther King. I was like, you look amazing. <laughs> you look so good. I appreciate that, baby girl. I turn wow. 76 next month. You look uh, incredible. It's I grew up in an era of watching, uh, as you say as an example, black men wearing dresses for comedy. My thing is, everybody who's saying that they have a problem with it now are just reacting from the Dave Chappelle interview. Before mm-hmm. his interview, nobody knew anything was wrong with it because we all laughed at everything. But as soon as the interview, everybody's like, yeah, man, you, you can't put no dress on, man. I'm saying for the Brian Tyree Henry thing, he didn't need to be in that because it hers overpowered what, so first of all, you can't follow any woman wearing a dress. service the comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go for the biggest laugh. Only if he would have had on the dress. If she would not have on she a dress. She had a puppet and it, shit. There like, only needs to be lot. one dress. She had a train of rabbits. It's a train of rabbits. <laughs> you can't top a train of rabbits when you look like Raggedy Ann. Like, that's not the compa- So, it's only one dress per joke unless the joke is the separate dress. Like, oh, I didn't know you were wearing this. Whatever. But hers overpowered anything that they thought would happen with him. But as far as the Dave Chappelle thing, nobody would have any opinions on black men wearing dresses for comedy because we'd, we'd grown up seeing this and we were like, oh, that's just funny. Dude, Until white guys have up. been wearing dresses every Halloween. And they will not stop. Since I, I've never seen, I'm like, every white guy wants to go and dress. I mean, I've never seen it. They, they put make makeup TV on. Shows about it. Also, they put makeup on and then all of a sudden, these are the straight guys, they put makeup on, and then all of a sudden, they don't know how to take their makeup off. They're wearing eyeliner for two weeks. Oh, I couldn't wash it off. I'm like, you want to wear fucking makeup, dude. If they could start, I bet you it's coming. It's coming. White guys are going to start wearing makeup. Straight white guys. Hey, yeah, I don't have any opinions on what these white brothers I mean, are doing. Hanks However, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They've done sick. The most recent sitcom was Minute Work or something like that. It, it only went like 18 episodes. Or no, something it didn't Men, make it. Um, it you was, remember. It was Men on Maudino Alaska. It made it. It was canceled after the second episode. You remember what I'm talking about, yeah, though? Yeah, because the Puerto Rican guy was not the Amaudi Nolasco. You know, I know all the Puerto Ricans. Yeah. They're in my registry. Mm-hmm. But it got canceled after the second episode. Yeah, I'm like, because that's more of an, to be honest, you can't make a show around that sitcom. Like, how many, you can't maintain the episodes. You either make a movie about it or you make one episode about that. You don't make a series about I didn't about, see it. I heard there was a Puerto Rican on, a guy on it, so I didn't watch. But what's oh, that about? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but I, I think that back then, yeah. they those guys were not in drag. They were pretending to be women. Right, right, right. So, which was obvious that they were men. And it was, but it was a, sim- a simpler time when yeah. that actually would play as a joke. 
I think now, now everybody's so offended by anything so you do. And everybody's too smart, too exposed. Yeah. They have access to too much information. Yeah. You, a four-year-old would be like, that's a man in drag. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to be like, oh, my God, we thought she was a girl. You know, was, remember just, Joanna Man? Joanna Man is the yeah. last thing that creeped through when people be like, all right, yeah, that was a who cool little movie. It? Who was it? Uh, his name is Miguel Nunez. Joanna Man was about, is pretty much the, you remember? Chu Wang Fu, someone said No, what's too. his name? Dustin Hoffman. Dustin yeah. Hoffman did the film in the 80s. Yeah, he where was he, in Tootsie. Yeah, oh, we got Tootsie. haters on my thing. So he was in Tootsie. So the Joanna Man was pretty much like a remake of Tootsie where he was this basketball player that was, uh, he fouled out of the NBA. So he put a dress Positive on push. and became a woman so he could uh, succeed. What are they saying in your life? They said they're praying for brain cancer. Uh, they're so bored. <laughs> Click off. There's no way something else you would be doing is more fun than this. So, Would you like to hear white boys I'm talking about Jack and Yeah. Oh, are you being racist? You don't yeah. like my black and Puerto Rican friend? Wow. Hilarious. <laughs> and wow. by the way, she was asking about two different people, not her black and Puerto Rican friend. She was saying her black. Well, I don't know if they've ever kissed. Puerto Maybe they could have one. No, you know what's funny is that Positive. now to Sorry, entertain to people that some people who want to be entertained, they need scandal. They need drama. Yeah. They need constant mean shit. Like that's you go. They online. want Ida and I to kiss and we won't do it on camera. <laughs> First uh, of all, on camera is hilarious. I don't know if you heard that specification. Uh, but let's talk about Spike Lee, though. Uh-oh. Oh, Spike Lee delivered a speech mm -hmm. that was very hard to understand. Yeah, you know why? I was talking the whole time. It was so. very emotional. He pulled, first of all, Spike, this was the moment the world had been waiting on for over 30 years. Spike, congratulations on your win. You deserve it. But brother... You had the paper. The paper is supposed to make you not mess up your speech. When you read the speech, I was like, does he know he don't need the paper? Just say what you about to say. He was giving some facts about black history. He was giving some facts about his family. And I'm like, oh, man, you're blowing it. <laughs> Spike, you're blowing it. You're need ruining know, Black History Month, Spike Lee. I need to oh, know what you want to say. That. But he jumped up in <laughs> Sam's arms. I was that like, was what? Cute. Oh, okay. I wish he had caught him like this. Oh, like a wedding? Yeah. Uh, when he straddled, I was like, the there's actual like junk on his stomach. <laughs> What it was funny is that I thought um, when he was delivering the speech and I was like, the only thing I understood was do the right thing. Do the right <laughs> thing. I had to you. stood up and yeah. He was like clapping. Brody just yelling his own credits out. Yeah. And that's when I knew how fake Hollywood was. Mm. When they gave him that that ferocious standing ovation. Because yeah. they were like, he said something about black people. We better mm -hmm. stand up. We got we to stand up. Get yes. up. Get up. We got to stand up. And everybody just jumped. Leaped. Do you think Kevin Hart would have made Jesse jokes? He would have had to, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. You know, the, the Jesse case is taking another turn, right? Where they were like his... He did not pay those guys. He paid them to be his uh, personal to, trainer? Yeah, it was a training thing. Here's the thing. What they've done, and what I say they, I mean the most powerful source on the planet, which is the media. The media is an has made it to where there's plausible deniability, and they've made it to where he can... We 50-50. We it's like, ooh, he lied. Wait, he didn't lie. Wait, he lied. Wait, he didn't lie. Now we just have to see how it plays out. Well, the guy who's associated with that case is also associated with another scandal. Mm. So now all of that is coming into play. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Scandal, a great show. You should also check that, that out. That was a, definitely a good show. That was it's over now, show. but... I love Regina King. Done? Ah, it, ahead, well, uh, let's see how that turns out. I mean, if, it, if he ends up being innocent, wow, dude. If he's innocent. Wow. When I tell you... Not the media only, made me doubt it, though, immediately, the way they were mm -hmm. talking about it. When they first came out and they're like, it was a, like, you can't just say what it is before we've even heard the whole thing. Uh-huh. I just, I, the thing that sounded weird to me was that the a star of Empire 
went to get a Subway sandwich mm-hmm. in the polar vortex. Like that was at two <sighs> o'clock in the morning. And that guys were like in shorts and they knew, they were like, guy from Empire. <laughs> at 2 a.m. They were fans. Where they say that if you walk through Chicago in the winter mm-hmm. and one of the coldest winters, if you don't have earmuffs, they said your ears can fall off. Like that's how cold wow. it was. So just to think that, and who the fuck goes to get, listen, I need to know what sandwich you get at Subway. And what's so, first of all, let me tell you something, Rodriguez. I am not the star of Empire, and I don't leave my crib, especially for no Subway. I'm postmating everything, okay? Yeah, if I ain't postmating, somebody bring it to me. Yeah, I could do that with my, what I'm going to get at the Laugh Factory tonight. And oh, I man. live in L.A. I ain't, man. He kept the noose on for five hours. That's, in, here's the thing, guys. I can nor confirm nor deny what happened with that brother, but I will say that I am very intrigued to where this ends up. (coughs) Listen, I I don't want a hate crime to have happened. I also don't want someone to have lied about a hate crime happening. So it's pretty lose lose. Yeah, I think it's a lose lose. Who is the best dressed person at the Oscars to you? Mm, Best dressed person. Listen, I'm not a huge fan, but I did really like Lady Gaga's dress. Yeah, she looked great. I liked her hair. Her, her hair yeah. was perfectly, you know, dyed. I'm like, oh, this is a, she knew she was getting an Oscar tonight. Uh, but I best dressed person, I have to say the person who's been snubbed all season, which is Bradley Cooper. Snubbed. Yeah, they call was. him snub nose. That's how much snub he didn't got this season. I thought Julia Roberts looked the best. She she's Julia Roberts. She, she could never try. not look well, the best. Yeah, you know, she really looked good. Yeah, but I love that dress. I just yeah. thought that too many. Like, J-Lo is always like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, she's always a bridesmaid, never a bride. They Jesus. send her to the Oscar because they're like, she's not going to get nominated. So let her let present. Oh, she's let such her. a good actress. Uh, First of all, the disrespect <laughs> that y'all cannot see. I, listen, she's gorgeous. Listen. I love her. She's Puerto Her Rican. face is the most shocking thing I've ever seen in my life. I can't even believe it. I'm, hmm. I'm, my breath is taken every time I see her. Okay. It still moves. I don't know how. Oh, my. You are She's a got comedian. moving Botox, and I don't know. Well. That's what I tweeted. The only tweet I have sent out in like 10 years was Botox hosted the Oscars. I mean, everyone's face. Even Regina. Listen. They had a commercial. Regina. When I tell you I feel blackballed being not- next to her, yo. I'm like everything. Why do you have to saying. make it about being black all the time? <laughs> all the time. But the hat that Mahershala, Mah- Mahershala? Mahershala yeah. had on is the hat that Denzel Washington had on in Malcolm X. How about that? He, it was a scene in the movie and... Which is funny because when that movie won their Oscar, Spike Lee was upset, visibly upset, and mm-hmm. they said he walked out because uh, the family of the the jazz star who that movie is about was very opposed to them making that movie. They said mm. he didn't he didn't want. Then um, you're talking about the Green Book. The Green I saw Book. none of those fucking movies. I really I saw Stars Born. How was it? Oh, it was incredible. I love Lady the Gaga. The guy that I went with, like I mean Bradley Cooper. Who would you go see it with? I went with this kid. I was writing with this kid, um, Idris, who's 19. He's like a musician. He's doing great. He's writing on these shows. He's awesome. But it was so fun. I was like, if you cry, I'm right here. You know that. And he was like, let me be. I'm on it. But he was moved by it. He loved it. I just wasn't that I saw Fighting With Family this weekend. How was it? It was so funny. That's good. Now that makes me want to see it. I thought it was really funny. It was a very uh, heartwarming comedy. I know you can't say Positive push. Don't be a hater. What did he say? Uh, all right, team. Well, we tried. I'm gonna scoop my eyes out with a doll spoon. <laughs> so, That's you, sorry crazy. about my white followers. When you scoop your eyes out, 
your eyeballs, will you record it or put it yeah. on? Yeah, so will we you live stream it? it so we can tell yeah. you we're bored? So now you know what people of color have been enduring for years. Yeah, you're going to do this. You're gonna do this watch. to my people of color. Yeah, we gotta call them. Hey, hey, hey Thomas. Oh, you look, and my by gender friend. You guys are homophobic. Right. Yeah, stick around because now uh, you're really gonna get offended. Did we just do? Did <laughs> we just do a, a show? quick break? And when we come back, we're coming yeah. back with Thomas Dale is in the house. Clayton Thomas is still here. Annie's here. Absolutely. This is Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. We are live on Dash Radio, and we will be right back. Darren, take us out. No R. Kelly.
that angelic voice you hear in the background. Oh, that's our new princess of hip hop and all this. Yeah, Mrs. Shanti. <laughs> Click to MTV and 
TV so they can teach me how to duggy. We are back. Uh, truth Serum with Ayla Rodriguez. Hey. Thomas Dale has just walked in the room. Mm. Annie Letterman and Clayton Thomas are in the house. Darren is here. He ain't going nowhere. Unless I needed something from him. <laughs> twice he's had to leave the room because of me. Annie have left the room twice. And I'm like, she's, they'll come back with a mixed baby in the middle. Darren likes some white. I don't know if you know that. He comes really fast. We were gone for about two minutes. So. He said Darren likes some white. He likes some white. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, you like to appropriate white women? No, no, I was going to say my sneakers are scuffed, so I have to. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm a shoe girl, there so are sorry. Some I'm Chinese out. girls. No, tapping out, too. tapping Stop out. Because <laughs> Puerto Rican girls ain't fucking with nobody with some dirty shoes. <laughs> nah. uh, that reminds us too much of our fathers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever they are. Yeah, I was going to mm. say, you know your fathers? Ah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what Thomas just blew in here mm-hmm. with like a, a a gush of positivity oh yeah <laughs> he was like oh, fuck yeah. it everything is bad everybody's it's never gonna, gonna be good for us uh, why we just have to deal with the fact that it'll never be good get a fucking dog and fuck the same <laughs> sex that's the best it makes me nasty let's talk about that no I just no no I don't you I like when you talk I, felt, I like when you're honest you know? So I was just telling all you the time. I when has this motherfucker lied? I'm like, yeah. fake it a little. <laughs> no, I was just saying about this business. You asked me about how you know we were just you mentioned Brody, and I said, well, this whole thing we're all fucked. I'm not surprised. It's like this is such an unhealthy business that we're in. We're all playing like the high school game, mm-hmm. and we're adults. And it's like for people who aren't me- like I know me, I deal with my me- own mental illness. So mm-hmm. it's not I've thought, I deal with your mental illness. You too. deal with my mental illness. <laughs> 100% and you've seen it like first yeah, no, like, so there are times where I'm like I don't know if I'm meant for this like oh my talent God, no. can't Let me just, just carry you, you through it isn't yeah. that so annoying off. I've done this to him All too I can't mental wait. illness that yeah. you have yeah. is pure magic on stage right but on stage but off yeah. stage is, I don't can't just shut it off you know like I'm know, still living with it I you still know? want you to dance man I know, I know it's Spike Lee day today <laughs> Spike, Spike Lee has a vertical leap of what Clayton oh man that's at least 7-2 at least he's jumping up he jumped up on Sam Jackson, yeah. like Sam Jackson was gonna breastfeed him. Who? Sam like, Jackson's not young. Sam like, Jackson. He's not young. Them I'm glad his back didn't fall show, out. Sam Jackson, I like him. I wish he would just like, can't you just accept that you look like Lawrence Fishburg and just let's be okay with it? Fishburg, you made him he Jewish. He got so mad. He was like, we all black people don't look alike, but you guys look alike. Like, I'm sorry. It's they not don't about look black anything alike. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And Lawrence Fishburg? Yes. There was a thing I'm in the sorry, news Fishburg. where they, he got mad. Gator that- and Morpheus? Do not look no. anything yes, they alike. Do. Yeah, pull me up. Some I'll pictures. give you. I will give you Sam Jackson and Morgan Freeman being able to get confused. No, not at all. They don't look not, at all alike. Not, not at all. Lawrence Fishburne and no, not Lawrence and, Fishburne and Sam Jackson. Yes, they do. Pull me up some pictures, please, because they do. I'm gonna show you all right now. Got, you got some pictures? Right, you got four computers around you. That is a fact. You do have four computers. <laughs> Get me two pictures. It's three, it's three computers. I'm the only one that knows how to fucking Clayton, count. You yeah. got that look on your face. Which like one? Like you're in the presence of racist white people. No, but it's the, no, see, I can't stand that shit. Let me explain something to you. That is so annoying because it's like, you can't, like, like I saw this Asian girl and I'm like, oh, you look exactly like my friend because she did. Right. And, that, and then how about this? There was a, I told you that last story that when I was at Flappers and there was this girl who was on stage and then I met this other girl off stage who I I thought it was that girl that was on stage mm-hmm. and they looked alike and she goes why because was she black I go for one yeah let's start what yes. if she wasn't wouldn't that be crazy <laughs> like, yes that's the first thing and uh-huh. I think black is beautiful so stop yeah. taking it as it's like when people say if they ask are you gay or straight and they go oh, oh, oh. 
I'm straight. What do you think? I'm like, well, I'm gay, so you just offended me. Hilarious. Because gay is a beautiful word. And yeah. I'm just about so to suck I'm not your dick. So. If someone says to me, oh, the gay dude, uh, I'm not offended. Yeah. Because to me, the gay dude is a dope ass dude. Because so if I say the face. black person, they look alike, that's a dope. You're, Wait, you're beautiful. Fuck mm. black people looking alike. How about lesbians? Do you know how many times I've gone up like Susan and she's like, I've never met you before? Look at this right here <laughs> Lawrence Fishburg and then put Samuel Jackson. Fishburn. Like, what universe are you in? As a human, I don't give a shit about him. So <laughs> that's why I don't know his name. But he hates him because Samuel he's black. Let's be clear. Is incredible. So I'll know his name. So put Lawrence Fishburg. What is it? Burn. 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 And Samuel Jackson. Not Samuel Bald. With the hat on. And next to each other, they look alike. And that's some bullshit that you can't say they look alike because all of a sudden it's every no, not every black alike, person though. doesn't look like. Boy, not one of y'all black people alike. in here look alike. Not one of y'all. Okay, no. so let's stop that. I now. only let's thought there that. was one. Oh my god, there's more than one black person. <laughs> Okay, so that let, we, that has like, to stop right away. That you can't say to a black person they look like another black person. That's so silly. I mean, but if you say that, I don't think they look alike. I don't either. But I, I do. They, but I they agree with you that alike. two black people can look alike. Of like course. Twins. First of all, Any your commitment like to how person. much these motherfuckers look alike yes. make anybody want to believe the shit. Like they that. Look a, look, did you that, show them the picture side by side? Turn the monitor down. They look alike. I didn't say they look identical, but if you don't know actors, mm -hmm. you can definitely confuse them. Definitely. Well, I mean, I know. Look at Lawrence all the way to the left. I see Lawrence. And then look at, not bold Samuel, but you see what I'm you saying? Know, like, you know what? Come on. I'm going to give you the, the eyes, benefit of the this doubt. Yeah, the eyes. Why this look, bald? listen to me. There's a black and white picture. Yeah. And then there's a picture, the second to last picture of Lauren, of uh, Sam bald, Jackson. Maybe, yeah. I can that's see like, the yes, comparison that's there. That's like somebody there. saying if... You yes. No. If you, uh, if you don't know them I'll give or you actors, that. it's very easy to be like, oh, is that that actor? And then mm -hmm. you're like, no, 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 that's not that actor. And then well, that's because it. you said you don't give a I don't, fuck don't about him. I don't give a fuck about him. I don't know him. I don't know actors. I don't mm -hmm. know quotes and But movies. you ain't going to be disrespecting Morpheus like that. Because Morpheus does not look <laughs> like, like I don't even yeah. know who Morpheus Listen, is. Listen, Thomas took the red okay. pill, okay? Yeah, Thomas the took the red motherfucker. What's the red one? It's the truth. Does feel good? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't. The red pill is the truth. The blue and the red. The blue pill it is to live blissfully in denial, and then the oh, red yeah. pill is to live in the matrix and know the truth, but it's painful. I need you to talk directly into this. I, yes. I, I do, I do, just be careful of what I say because I know I'm going to say some inappropriate oh, shit. So I'm like doing that right there. I, I wish I could get my hands on that blue pill. Oh. Was anyone, no one was impressed by my sweet matrix? <laughs> I thought that it, it, it just, it's up to interpretation, no? Oh, according to. People who are conservatives, mm. they refer. They, they refer want the red pill. Well, because they think that they're living in the truth, they and they think, think right. that the liberals are living in the um, fantasy in the land. fantasy yeah. land. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. right. they just don't know that their truth is not is like wrong. Yo, I had a bitch. <laughs> I had a bitch say to me, "Take the blue the pill." Like I was a going. fucking men's rights activist or something once. I'm like, "What the fuck I've are you talking about?" I've never heard of men's rights. That's hilarious. Men's rights. Men's rights activist. Yes, I'm a men's rights activist. What are those meetings like? What are they talking about? of a woman of color, uh -huh. both of them are some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So when you talk what about pill? conservatives and liberals and the white people who think they're going to save you and the white people who want to mm -hmm. hang both is you, disgusting. they are both dirty. It's nasty, dude. Don't of patronize course. me. Don't pat me mm -hmm. on my mother. I take head. a purple pill, bitch. Don't tell me yeah. what to say either. I don't like when they tell me what words to use. Yeah. Oh, oh we gosh. Said like they, I okay, said now Darren's trying to act like he's been working oh, yeah, for Darren. the last hour. You know you why? <laughs> you he know said, why? Reset the show. This is Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez, yeah. Thomas Dale, who uh -huh. believes that Morpheus and Gator look alike. Uh -huh. Annie Letterman is in the house. Hi. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, Clayton Thomas. It's because Marcus King walked in this bit. That's what happened. <laughs> exactly. Marcus walked in. Hey, guys, I need to make sure we break, remind everybody. Okay, cool. He's like, why is this white woman drinking in this studio? <laughs> that is white privilege. It did. It did. The cup tipped over, too, at some point. Did you guys freak out? There's oh, yeah, we saw in, that. There's nothing <laughs> in it. Let me tell you one of my, uh, you asked a question to the, uh, to the listeners. I want to tell you one of my memorable oh. first times. Yeah, so today the question Ooh. of the show is, Name a memorable first, mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily have to be sex because okay. people always go to that. Of course, yeah. so that's the most not, but that might be the most memorable. Okay, mm-hmm. for that person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish. I want Mine everybody wasn't. here to answer it. And Annie, I know you're leaving at six thirty, but Clayton, go ahead. So my one of my most memorable firsts was when I had my first older woman. Okay, this Whoa, happens to go into. She better that. be that old as fuck. Well, here's the thing: I was 19, she was 42. However, no, ooh. that's not the truth. That that's well, not I'm not about me. to talk about my first time having sex. That oh, wasn't. She that was 90. Memorable. That was, she, was dead. <laughs> she, was, she had <laughs> she, Alzheimer's, is why it wasn't memorable. <laughs> she was no. a dead woman. <laughs> I was 14. She was 36. I was 14. She was 36. That's the one who took the virginity. But the one who was 42 when I was 19, I was working at Payless, and you know, I chatted her up. And uh, she lived around the corner from the Payless. She made me some food, pot mm. roast to be exact. Okay, That's the, she uh, made yeah. a full yeah. meal. Older woman meal. Definitely, she had the pot yeah. roast she and the vegetables. Even make pot roast they don't. Make, I don't even know where to get one. To be honest, she got with a you. slow cooker. She had a crock pot. She was a crock pot, pot type of bitch. Yeah. She had a crock pot. So she cooked the food for me, but I didn't get a chance to eat until after I smashed. She took me to the shower. She washed me. I'm so uncomfortable. What did she, you said she washed you, you, you like, like we were in the shower. Oh, she oh. And she washed me. <laughs> yeah, she That's incredible. She's like, come here, baby boy. Let if me that had been pissed, it would be an R. Kelly situation. <laughs> I'm like, saying. Is she white? Was this the blind side? No, she was black. She sponsored him. Sandra Bullock had no part of doing anything sexual with that man. That just proves that women get to get away with everything. But go ahead. Oh, yeah. So she washed you? Yeah, well, it wasn't like a baby. Like we were in the shower together and she, you know, she washed me with the little soap and everything. And then uh, we got it in in the room and then she brought me the plate in the bed. And I said, wow, this Ooh. is my first super dope experience with an older woman. Did she buy any shoes or what? No, I think that was actually, it was actually a one-time thing. I wanted more. And she was like, yeah, that's that. And she's like, brother. no, pay less. <laughs> I like to call back. I see what you're doing. Y'all you here doing your thing. Jokes. <laughs> And it's, it's, Thomas it was, is just daggers from the side, but he's like, "Fucking women!" Yeah, he's he, 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 I love Thomas. Thomas, Thomas has no, he's such my number a soul. One. He's mm-hmm. a feeling. Mm-hmm. So dark yeah. right now, though. Look at his eyes. How many older women after that? Did it start a thing where you? Oh, were it started like, a thing. Start, yeah. I only dealt with women who were older than me, like whether it be five years, ten years, whatever. Like I, I continued. You're that. like, let me see. Are you on social security? <laughs> no, you know why? Because women. The dentures. Who, let me finish the sentence. That's okay. number one. Uh, so can't help it. Yes, what would happen? Oh, with, from you, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> ahead, Every woman that I would deal with in my age range weren't, you know, they never had their stuff together. They either didn't have a car, they were still living with their parents, and older women have always had their shit together, and I've just always been attracted to You're that. married to an older woman. Yeah, she's older than me, but yeah, I always loved that Yeah, shit. but, That's so, good. no, no, I remember you were on the set of my movie, mm-hmm. and you met this girl, <laughs> and she was an extra, and yeah. I was like, here he goes, mm-hmm. and he start, starts talking to her, and then he says, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you have a car? <laughs> I was on the bus. The girl. And she Do was you like, have a car? You she have, said that's yes. Like, 
Let then, her finish. Okay. They had a two-day <laughs> romance. Yeah, it definitely went on. And here's the dope thing. First of all, shout out to the year 2008 yeah. because that mm-hmm. is not okay to do that shit nowadays. You hey, baby car. girl, you got a car? Yeah. He asked me. I know. You'd be me too. Oh How dare he? Would be TLC off. made a song about you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I wish I'd listened to that song. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. No, ooh, so... That was your first. You started yeah. sleeping with older women. Yeah. And uh, that's why when I met you, mm-hmm. I was like, who the fuck does he think he is? He oh, was yeah. so managed. He was like, hey, what's up? What's your name? What's up with you? He immediately <laughs> would go right into it. It was at Foxhole. At yeah. the Foxhole. Down there with Marcus King. Had mm-hmm. all the Me Too dudes. Oh, my and, God. Uh, <laughs> that is crazy. It was like the Me Too Haven. Jesus. Um, you walk up in that bitch and sexual harassment would just greet you at the door. Jeez mm. um, Louise. Where, these are not the thoughts or opinions of Dash Radio Jeez or Marcus King Comedy Radio. Is that what your old ladies would always say? Jeez Louise. <laughs> <laughs> they see your dick, they go, Jeez Louise. All right, and it's you. What's a memorable first for you? Well, let's just go virginity because mine was wild, dude. Okay, so I lost my virginity on a waterbed. That North seems East awkward. Mm, that's awful. He was lazy, right? Two mm. pumps and then the bed took it? Come on. Mm-hmm. Lazy motherfucker. <laughs> I was 14. He was 16. He's in prison. Not because of that, but heroin stuff. But it was in the basement. He was a white dude that wore um, all Tommy Hilfiger. He hung his Tommy Hilfiger shirts on the wall like they were artwork. Mm. He had a ferret. How old was he? Yeah, he's 16. Like, There's a lot going on. He had a ferret. Well, we went to a juvenile delinquent school. And uh, we were listening, blasting DMX. It was it was a wild ride. Where was, was the working? heroin? Well, the heroin wasn't there till later. Oh, okay. I was gone by the time the heroin came in. What do you? So every time we talk about the, losing your virginity, do you feel like if you could do a do over, you would? I would unfuck everyone I've ever fucked. Jeez. I would be like up here, like I'm a virgin. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Yeah, okay, so I agree for that, you because I know some of the guys just fucked. Well, <laughs> oh, man. a few of them dick size can override a lot of the other stuff. As it always does. No, I, it wasn't always. No, it doesn't. Okay. I'm like, he was a scrub and he had a tiny dick. <laughs> wow, but it was only a couple of years. You, uh, Thomas. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it's your turn. Um, um, this is Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. Uh, Darren is producing. <laughs> Clayton Thomas, Annie Letterman, and Thomas Dale is about to tell us. A me- give us one of his okay, or his first. memorable first. My memorable. Ooh, ooh. The first time. It's a little dirty, okay? It's always dirty, baby. Okay, I like that's it fine. It. I like it dirty, though. There was this boy that I thought was really hot. It was one of my sister's friends. And he was so hot. He's such a guido, such a straight boy. And he had sex with um, one of his uh, one of my his girlfriend in the bedroom, or whatever. And but he threw his used condom away in the bathroom. So oh. I took the <laughs> condom and I jerked off with it. <laughs> okay. That was the first time you did that. First and most memorable. Oh, that's wait. Shit was you so put hot. it on your dick. The yes. condom. You put the, the condom on your dick. Oh my dick. Yeah, oh, you were like it. physically dirty. Yes, like dirt. No, well, the whole thing is just dirty. But that was the first time I ever got my hands on a straight yeah, boy's right. used condom. The straight men are running out of the room. <laughs> I used my, I was house sitting for a friend years that ago and I used high. her vibrator once. I washed it and put a sock on that it. That shit was pure. That was like, that's like gold. Here's the thing. This is, first of all, I don't ever want you to think I'm uncomfortable with mm-hmm. your sexuality. Yeah, I'm no, uncomfortable <laughs> with you grabbing a used condom. <laughs> when I, and and the, when oh. I saw it in the garbage pail, I was like, what? 
That's a score. <laughs> I was so excited. Oh, man. And I was like, please be in there. Please you're like be a in fucking there. dog. My friend had a dog like who 22. ate a condom and it like shit it out. Like you're like the dog that fucking goes through the trash. How old were you? He said he I was, was 22. 22. Wait, oh my. I thought he was going to say 11. Me too. Love Here's it. the fucked up part. Thomas is 23. So. <laughs> oh, that was memorable and the first. That's the only time I, I don't get, ever yeah. want to be on a radio show without Thomas Dale. <laughs> <laughs> it was gold. Oh, man. That's so gross. <laughs> it was not gross. It was the dumb. fact that you'll fight to the death over this is so wild. I miss it. I'm, I'm like, in shock right I would, now. I, I wish I could do it again. What if he just pulled out of the pocket of his thing? He's just like, and here's the condom. <laughs> you know how, un, you know how uh, what a waste of getting herpes that would have been I like, know oh, 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 that would have been bad if huh? you would have got herpes from that <gasps> or pregnant been, we you didn't oh, even get the real damn, dick damn that would have sucked it's like I didn't a, think of that they didn't, I know he didn't have no herpes though we oh. were like little we, it was 19 I was 22 we lived in Long Island Ain't nobody got herpes in Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this episode. That's hilarious. Got herpes L- and Island. other lies. <laughs> I know. I, don't, I think Tim Dillon would disagree. Ain't with nobody that. doesn't have herpes in Long Island. <laughs> Allegedly, I don't want to get sued by Long Island. Wow, that's it. Zaren, you got a memorable mm-hmm. first. Um, the first time he started producing the show about two minutes ago. Touche. Touche. Uh, give me a second. I, I'll think. Of Wait, while you're thinking, can you we just say funny? when Darren tried to fix your microphone and then it fell off completely? He was just holding it separately. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of the dick that came out of the condom that oh. Thomas Dale jacked off in. Oh my God, Thomas! Uh, I'll never get over. No, that. I didn't jack off in it. I put it on. Oh. Oh. Jacked off with that's it. gross. You jack off sir. With it. Yeah, you can't. That's the. I love little. that you're you never afraid. Yeah, He's never afraid. <laughs> Man, what you do with your condoms, boys? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's Wild. funny? Thomas's father is a retired cop. Yes. So I know he's proud. I know he's proud. Shut up. Don't, be, don't bring him into this. You know what's funny? I asked that question because I knew that three comedians were going to be here, and not one comedian said, a story about the first time they it went on stage. Mm, I was, was, was going to say that. that but I was just I was about like, to say eh. that. I was going to say it, but whatever. Mm, this was so more boring memorable. at yeah. this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nothing to write okay, home Okay, I'll tell you. All right, the first time I went on stage to do stand-up, um, I found this condom, okay? It was you. You are so crazy. I love you. I would love to hear about the the first time on stage, though, because we got I have comedians in here. This mm-hmm. is a tribute to Brody, and I just broke the microphone. No, yeah, it's not your fault. Time. We saw it first break. Uh, but I, I would love to hear the story about the first time because I know that people mm-hmm. who listen and love comedians want to hear. I also want you to deter every motherfucker out there who thinks that they can be a comedian because they're funny at yeah. the door. Well, you know what? Let yeah. me start it off because I know mine are completely different than, <laughs> they gonna say some wild shit. Let me tell you, my first time doing stand-up comedy, uh, let me let Darren get this shit together. This is picking up crazy we're on every microphone. We're not finish the show if we're waiting for Darren. Baby, just switch it around. Bam. Yeah. You don't have to just hold it yeah, like you that. That's it. it. You don't have to You're work. holding it well, though. I don't want to yeah. be weird, but... <laughs> You do it, yeah. That is the way I was like, damn, girl. (laughs) So basically, what happens is I'm 18 years old. I'm in high school. This is senior year high school. Um, Yeah, started coming at 18. So I'm a senior in high school. I'm the president of the Broadcast Arts Club, amongst other clubs. 
and they bring a comedy show to the school, right? The comedians include <laughs> my boy Kool-Aid, rest in peace, uh, oh, Melvin Bender, Chanel Harris, all these incredible people, right? So what ends up happening is I'm super nervous because I knew I'd always wanted to do stand-up, but I never knew how to get into it. So I went over to the comedians and I said, hey, excuse me, man, uh, I actually would love to be a comedian. They're like, oh yeah, you want to do comedy? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I actually been doing it already. And they're like, oh really, where oh, you, no. where you been doing stand-up at? And I'm like, oh, man, I've been uh, doing it at this spot called the Blue Bar. He's like, where is that? I'm like, well, it's downtown. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I might go check it out. I'm like, well, it's closed now. You can't go there anymore. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I used to perform there all the time. But like, look, I killed so hard they closed it. They closed yeah. it because, you know, the uh, fires, because uh, <laughs> yeah. I blew it up. I shut it and, down. <laughs> uh, he's like, yo, I'll tell you what, why don't you go up and do five minutes and bring me up? And I'm like, yo, I'm honored. So I go in front of my classmates. It's about 400 kids in the bleachers and I'm nervous as fuck. So I go in front of the crowd and I'm like, yo, what's up everybody? They, they I'm like, oh man, what the fuck am I going to mm -hmm. say, right? So I look at one of my security guards who's uh, who's also one of the coaches of the football team and he's a heavy fella and I was like, yeah man, it's a good thing we got Stevens in here. Hope don't no fight break out because this fat ass can't do shit. Everybody <laughs> roars and I was like, let's get the comedy show started, y'all. Y'all take yeah. care of yourself, man. I'm Clayton Thomas. That was the first time oh, I was shit. on stage and then it just took over after that. I got beaten up by the security guard immediately and <laughs> he laughed thankfully the first time i did i was living in santa fe new mexico and my friend i was like a super wasted drunk fucking bitch uh -huh. and uh my friend tate was like i told him i wanted to do stand-up so he put together this whole thing where it was karaoke night at this bar i worked at mm -hmm. and he made them have me go up and tell my like whatever abortion jokes whatever the fuck i told but it was great it was fun the very first time you did well yeah i did well Everybody does. What about mm. you, Thomas? Um, um, not everyone. I've seen a few. I was at Caroline's. I had my sisters and their boyfriends there. Um, they <laughs> <laughs> cons them on. No. That same um, one? No. Um, no, no, no. Um, I, I, I had a five-minute set to do. I wrote out every single word on paper. I, like, double-spaced and like so I could have room for notes and stuff. Um, that's when I, you know, that's when you still think, like, all that matters. Yeah. You know? I was like, if I just really get good at this, I'll have a career and I'll be great. Oh my God, Thomas. <laughs> Someone get him a used condom, quick. We've got to cheer him up. Somebody, quick. <laughs> now we know what cheers you up. There are people that just throw condoms at you. I yeah. know what to fill your stocking with next Christmas, young man. You better make sure that condom's filled first. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was gross. Shit, I've been a good boy. <laughs> oh, man. You've been naughty as shit, mother. <laughs> so Annie, um, you're leaving us. So tell people where your next performance is, where they can find you, so they can meet all those lovely people on your Instagram page. I there. know, I just can't wait. Um, I am gonna be at the comedy store this weekend. I don't know my set times yet or anything. Follow me on Instagram. I post them. Um, besides that, I'll remember some date when I leave, and then feel bad that I forgot it. But just follow me on Instagram. A n n i e l e d e r m a n. That's the one place that that actually matters. Like the mm -hmm. comedy store. Like, you know, all your friends be like, hey, what time are you going on? You're like, motherfucker, just come to the show, fam. Yeah. But the comedy store, there's literally a, a thousand show, of yeah. you motherfuckers. So what time are you going on is a good question. Right, that's yeah. true. Yeah, Otherwise, you, you got to just stand around blocks, like yeah. negative ass energy. Ooh. Did you F slur? No. No, I, I didn't have so, but I don't. The store? I don't mind the fag word. You say fag, just like don't. If you're a fag, you're gonna be offended by being. But don't be a fag, you know. Go yes. Do you go up at the comedy store? No, I'm not. For some reason, Adam doesn't want to oh. pass me there. No, I'll say it. He don't. He's the only person in Los Angeles who doesn't get it. But whatever. Ah! 
that's okay. We get it. It's true. We do get it. We do own get up it. to your own shit, you know? You're so, going to be act that way. Will you come Stand back, Eddie? Of course. But next time I'll bring presents in the form of filled condoms. <laughs> it's going to be like a water balloon fight with just jizz everywhere. You should have yeah. seen when Annie gave me Valentine's Day last year. What she gave you? <laughs> you could tell. I got them. You know those panty roses? Like the roses, but the panties. Because like... I was addicted to Adderall. I don't wear panties. It's not my thing. I, you know, but I was addicted it to Adderall was. for a Friday's little like, while. <laughs> you know how when you take Adderall, like sometimes you like write a paper or you like read a book. Thomas wears women's underwear and goes and hangs out on the street <laughs> and flashes people driving by. What on? Straight boys only. I don't flash no gay guys. <laughs> only straight guys. You're above that. This Woo! is the media. No, because it's like fishing. You put that panty in the water and you see them brake lights coming and, the, and then they come around the block and they thinking about it, questioning their own nature. And I love that. Turns me on. One dude, I remember, stop over, pulled a look at me and I saw him making the decision in his head. He goes, ah, fuck it. All right. It was like 3.30 in the morning. He just jerked off over me and yelled at me the whole time. Thomas likes a- possibly ruining a, fam- ruining a family. That's no, what he likes. Whatever. It's not my, my business. My mouth dropped. Like, I'm like, <laughs> it's not my business. You, you, you never did that in South Central, though, right? You know, like, no, no, I don't mind it, though. I would that you get a group out in South Central. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love it. You wild. Darren is like cackling. And Darren barely laughs. He barely talks. Darren so. thinking about driving around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Darren's like, what color were they? <laughs> All right, we can take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be back with Thomas Dale and Clayton Thomas. This is Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. And listen, be very careful where you throw your condoms. We'll be right back. Get back up when it knocks 
To only date the head of football teams And I was the class clown that always kept you laughing We were never meant to be, baby, we just happened So please, don't mess up the trick Hey, young world, I'm the new Slick Rick They say I move too quick, but we can't let this moment pass us Let the hourglass pass right into ashes Let the wind blow the ash right before my glasses So I wrote this love letter right before my classes How could a goddess ask someone that's only average for advice? OMG, you listen to that, bitch? What was me? Baby, this is tragic Cause we had it We was magic I was flying Now I'm crashing This is bad, real bad Michael Jackson Now I'm mad, real mad Joe Jackson You should leave your boyfriend now Say I'ma you gotta ask take him. the good with the bad Happy and the sad Only bring a better future than I had in the past oh, Cause I don't wanna make the same mistakes I did I don't wanna fall back on my face again Special than you, you feel me? It's on, baby, let's get lost. You don't 
need to call into work cause you the boss For real, want you to show me how you feel I consider myself lucky, that's a big deal Why? Well, you got the key to my heart But you ain't gon' need it I'd rather you open up my body And show me secrets You didn't know was inside No need for me to lie It's too big, it's too wide It's too strong, it won't fit It's too much, it's too tough He talked like this Cause he could back it up He got a big ego Such a huge ego Usually I'm humble, right now I don't choose You can leave with me, or you could have the blues Some call it arrogant, I call it confident You decide when you find out what I'm working with Damn, I know I'm killing you with them legs But yet them thighs, matter of fact It's my smile, or maybe my eyes Boy, you a sight to see, kind of something like me It's too big, it's too wide It's too strong, it won't fit It's too much, it's too tough I talk like this, cause I can back it up I got a big ego Such a huge ego But he love my big ego It's too much, I walk like this Cause I can back it up picked up a mic and we are talking about what were we talking about we were talking about the condom uh-huh, and the whole, the that just <laughs> took up the air out of the room yo why or put air in the room it ah. depends on which way you see it okay? <laughs> i never see darren laugh that much though darren was off in the corner just because you can't resist the ta- thomas dale come on now uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a likable guy but darren's definitely gonna fall victim i can guarantee <laughs> y'all want to talk about <laughs> I like I feel like Tiffany right now when Tiffany yeah, has yeah, that yeah. moment on stage when she, when she asks the audience uh-huh. what y'all want to talk about yeah. 
It's just fun because I just yeah. feel like no matter what we talk about, we're going to have a good conversation because yeah. the people in the room are, you know. Yeah, I feel it. I love it. So, uh, but, oh, I didn't, I didn't say my first. Somebody sent me um, a yes. message. I didn't want to talk about my first time having sex. It was really, really awkward. Uh, we were talking about memorable firsts. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, but I will, you know, I just, so many firsts for me. Mm-hmm. And comedy was crazy because the first time I did com- comedy, I killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was such yeah. an illusion about what was ahead. Because mm-hmm. it was when I did that show for Speedy at the Foxhole, my very first yeah, show. I got yeah. paid $500. Can't beat that. I got flown my ticket and I got a hotel room and I got to meet Thelma from Good Times. Yeah. Can't beat that. So that was like <laughs> such a... That was your first time? My very first time. Oh, wow. It was a theater in in uh, Phoenix, Arizona at the Orpheum. And you know what? It was never going to be like that again no. for years, right? No. So it was so, so deceiving. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was like... And then I had my five minutes. It was so much adrenaline. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. my everybody... They laughed at everything yes. I said. I didn't know what crowd work was at the time, but mm-hmm. now I know that that's all I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh-huh. it was just... That's kind of bold, the view that that's what you did your first time was crowd work. I didn't open up to crowd work until for years into my mm. comedy. I yeah, was nervous about that. Crowd work is how I survived in life because mm. that's what we did was bust mm-hmm. the dozens. So right. it was just I knew to make fun of the old mm-hmm. man. I was doing uh, stock jokes. I didn't oh, even know were stock shit. jokes. I was like, give it up for Mr. Huxtable in the audience. Like, <laughs> no, right, right, right. <laughs> the older black man oh, with a sweater damn, on. Right. I didn't just know the... you got. Here's the funny thing. When I met you, you were literally introduced. Even though I knew you were new, you were still introduced to me as a professional comedian. And you were to get paid 500 your first time. My very first time. So here's the thing. So Ada comes in 500 first time. From that point, mm-hmm. you were doing spots with me and everything, but you would then go immediately to hitting the road. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yo, you've had the most unconventional. You've just always been a professional comedian. comedian. Yes. yes, I agree with that. The I definitely most agree with that. Unconventional path of <laughs> yeah. any comedian. You could never tell a new comedian what it should be like. <laughs> that's why I'm saying to you, Clayton. That's why I'm saying that I feel like there's no figuring it out for us because yeah. there in this business, there's no like there's no rhyme or reason yeah. or formula. Or there's no mm-hmm. like, just do this, and if you're good at it, you'll get that. It's right. Cool. It, you could just be like, you just everybody's trajectory. What's the word? Trajectory, trajectory is so different. Yeah, man. For so many different reasons. Yeah. Whether it's their mm-hmm. energy, I believe. I'm starting to believe that certain people just have certain kinds of oh paths. Yeah. And it's all, you know, the decisions they make. I feel like, you know, I, I'm taking ownership mm-hmm. of, I feel like I've made bad decisions mm. and, and I should be further mm. because my, I believe my, my talent for being funny mm-hmm. and being honest and being an artist isn't matching up with where my career is at. And it's on me. Mm. I've come to the conclusion that I have just, I've created this career. What do you want? Like, for example, I ask you that because where I am mm-hmm. right now in my career is exactly where I want to be with more coming. But it's where I've strategically been like, this is, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable, I'm happy, and I now know I need to, uh, uh, I need to, uh, get this next thing. Yeah. So I, where do you? See? I just want to be able to start paying the bills again with just ba- with just yeah. money. Yeah. Like I was doing that with comedy. Uh-huh. I was working. I was paying bills. I was great. And then shit happened with my agent, yeah. and things just got shuffled around. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like at square one. Yeah. But I'm like a known comic, and I'm in the business, and I get up at all the clubs. You're not a square one store. though. It just feels I feel that, that way. way. That's right. where it feels. Yeah. Right, totally. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, there are younger comics and new comics who look at where I'm at and be like, holy shit, I, I can only dream of being where right, you right, are. Right, right, and I'm right. like, 
well, dream, you better wake up from that dream because <laughs> you can't handle it. Trust me. <laughs> Cars falling apart. And I'm a grown-ass man at yes. this point. I ain't a little boy with a dream anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just a grown-ass man trying to get what I feel is uh, I'm due. And yeah. that's not a good attitude either. That whole, like, you're due anything. Nobody's earned, nobody is owed anything. Yeah. And I always just try to say, well, you know what? You're not in a, in a hospital bed somewhere. You're, you know, you're doing what you love. Be, here's the thing. Well, I'm doing what I love, but in an environment that I've learned to hit, that I've I've grown to hit, not not like I don't. But like it's it. always going to be those ups and downs. Like you mm-hmm. say, you get the problems with the car. Let me tell you something, man. That's only one opportunity away from being fixed completely, mm-hmm. and you never think right. about it again. Right. So these are temporary champagne yeah. problems mm-hmm. you understand mm-hmm. so what you're like tomorrow morning you could wake up mm-hmm. and somebody's like hey hey thomas would you mind coming in for this thing and you're right. like i don't want to go in for it and yeah. you go and it changes your life you might not book yeah. the role but you might meet somebody in the waiting room mm-hmm. with a producer is like yo i like that guy and mm-hmm. make a project with you that changes your life and mm-hmm. your family's life financially yeah. and mental and yeah. emotionally and then- i agree you can check it's, off on all the condoms. Oh you want. my god! Can I ask a question from a non-entertainer? <laughs> yeah. Can the non-entertainer on the panel ask mm-hmm. a question? Smooth as Emery. Mm-hmm. Because all of y'all, y'all got all this experience. I'm just a, I'm a customer, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, a, I'm a, I'm just watching what happens here, and I want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Two things: as someone who watches and consumes, everybody now seems to be a critic, right? Oh God! Mm-hmm. Isn't that the hardest thing? Because you got to deal with what everybody thinks you everybody, should be doing. Yeah. yeah, people who will never ever do it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the hard part. How do you deal with that? And then secondly, it's still kind of the wild, wild west when you think about what you guys are doing, right? Mm-hmm. There's network television used to be the network television and, and motion pictures used to be the end goal. That was mm-hmm. it. Now you got whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Everything, yeah. And that's so, it's overwhelming a little it, right. for me. Mm-hmm. And then you look yeah. at people that are out there because, again, we're looking at our phones. Yep. We're looking mm-hmm. at, you know, we go home and then we're streaming or we're watching HBO. So we're looking at all these different things. Mm-hmm. And then our, our, our time is segmented, right? So there are certain people that are like, you look at Batch, you look at um, Ryan Davis, and everybody's doing different things. Mm-hmm. How do you know what's next or how do you stay, I mean, on the path? Clayton, you could probably give me a what you think? For me, man, uh, to answer your first question uh, about the critics, uh, the critics for me, um, the ones who matter to me are the people that I see commenting or liking my stuff on a regular basis. Like if somebody, uh, like you show a lot of love to my videos. Like if you're Always. like, hey, man, I don't like if you, I don't <laughs> like this one. I'm like, okay, you know what? This wasn't one for you. But if you did that three more times, I'd be like, all right, well, what would you like to see? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because you're somebody who sees the stuff. If it's somebody random, like, oh, this is trash. Mm-hmm. I'm not even paying attention to that consumer because they're not consuming right. me. They just got brought here by the watch page. Uh, now, as far as the Wild Wild West sense, for me, it's like this. Once I got monetized on Facebook and YouTube, that then created another world for me because before it was just mm-hmm. me doing Instagram sketches and you start getting the internet fame and, you know, people come to the shows. That's great. But once you have money on the table, now I'm looking at it like, oh, man, I get a chance to be paid while I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. And while I'm sleeping, if I see some critiques from cats that are like, hey, uh, you should do this. I'm like, you know what? God damn it. If that's what you want to see because I'm getting mm-hmm. paid from doing that, then I'm going to give it to you. But in the same token, for me, my career, I feel so in control of it right now because it's me creating the product. It's me going straight to my consumer. It's me putting in all the work to reap these benefits that it gives you a different kind of confidence when it comes to uh, going in for a television show or going on audition because it's like, yo, I don't need this. I'm going to do what I want to do. However, you look at somebody like a King Batch, Ryan Davis, these are guys who have amazing 
amazingly large fan bases and my fan base is large but i'm not in the millions but i've never been the greedy guy like for me i know the range that i would like to be in to be comfortable with that to where this isn't controlling my life and i'm still able to have fun Mm -hmm. like i feel where batch Mm -hmm. is he has to continue to keep these 14 million people interested whereas my 200 and some thousand i gotta still maintain Mm your happiness but i don't have to dedicate my whole life to this Mm -hmm. um i i i envy parts of that in Mm -hmm. the sense of like i don't have the i'm like i feel like it's like that like almost quintessential old school like artist like like i don't have that business mind Mm -hmm. i wish i can like figure out like the algorithms and how mm-hmm. to keep my people and i just put shit up and if they like it then they like it. and everyone's like oh you need to put this and put captions in and this and, that. and i was like <laughs> i'm i'm mentally ill like <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> i'm dragging my ass to get to my spot at night to be you know so i can get on stage and have pe- and then afterwards they tell me oh you're genius you're this you're that and i'm like i'm like trying to stay alive right now you know like oh, wow. i wish i could like i wish i could do that i've you know i had a viral video in new york that was on youtube mm-hmm. and it was like out of luck in the sense that like my friend came to me she was like oh you know Things people say videos are, are viral right now. We should do is just shit people Long Island say. And I was like, uh, all right. So I wrote it, mm-hmm. and then I did the characters, and we shot it in a day. If yeah. I didn't have my friends who knew how to shot, shoot things and, yeah. and be producer on it and do all that mm-hmm. and carrying me along, mm-hmm. I just put the the face and the humor into it, mm-hmm. and then it got a million views, and it's like I was selling out of Caroline's. Yeah. But that only – and then I was like, do it again. I was like, do it again. <laughs> do I don't know how I did it the first time. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so – it's like then I'm so I'm just out in this lake like yeah. you know like just like I'm really good at this but I don't know how to you know may yeah. I yeah. and I'm not yeah. trying to overstep yeah. at no, all. No, I Please like do, I, yeah. I, this is for me Please just do. as much yeah. as for him because so, I'm in the same boat. With hearing him. this, well, one I need to know before I ask you this question. Yeah. Uh, this second question: How do you because with the mental health and you getting mm-hmm, depressed, mm-hmm. what pulls you out of it? Like what gets your mood together to where you're then happy again? Unfortunately, it's when I get an opportunity when like my agent calls or a manager mm-hmm. calls or some or a, even a booker and. Is like, okay. oh, come do Saturday at Laugh Factory. I'm like, mm-hmm. I get happy. And I hate that because that's happiness in someone else's hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not my mother's hands. That's the only place I want my happiness is in mm-hmm. my mother's hands because I yeah. know she won't do it wrong. That's a fact. Yes. So that makes me uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. that's And I've been striving to get the happiness elsewhere. I'm on medication. I got a dog. I try to be sober for a while. I'm smoke, smoking a little bit of weed again, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to slip up. You know, I'm like... Yeah, I'm just, I've always been seeking happiness and spirituality mm. and mm. meditation and all of that. And it, and I do find it in spirituality. I do okay. find happiness in meditation and energy and all that stuff. So bam. Right. But it's a matter of when you get in that, I'm bipolar, when you get in that depressed state, I can't bring myself, I have to be, mm. you, it's like being passionate about, I have to be moved with passion. Mm-hmm. That unfortunately, that's how I work. I hate that I work that way because I wish I was moved by my brain. Mm-hmm. I know what's right and wrong. Yeah. I just am physically like can't I don't have that energy to do it and it sounds like a cop out and procrastination. No, this is how you, these are your true. But this, but this is what is, it is. Yeah, this, this is, is what I'm solution. dealing with. Right, the yeah. solution and not to that because yes. those are internal issues mm-hmm. that only you can answer. Of course, right. For the next part of you just saying your mm-hmm. friends had a camera and they had a way to right. produce it. This is the solution for you in that aspect. Mm-hmm. I am somebody that. I have a problem with authority, mm-hmm. so I yeah. have always butted heads with people, so I've had to teach myself how to do a lot of things. Right. So in me teaching myself how to do a lot of things, in a lot of people helping me who were genuinely loving me and wanted mm-hmm. to see me do well, and a mixture of me learning how to do things for myself became me being able to be my own everything, mm-hmm. right? 
for you doesn't mean you have to be that. Mm -hmm. You can still right. have that friend who produces. You can still right. have that friend that writes and has the camera. All you have to do is show up, but mm -hmm. you have to set that team up because of you course, know your yeah. strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, yeah, and and I do. And mm -hmm. even with that, I did. And I still there are still things that I'm doing now. And mm -hmm. but nowadays it just feels like I'm kind of pushing myself to do them and yeah. show up and be mm -hmm. the and and also. I am. I like to be the boss of what I'm doing and yeah. what's going on because I know that when I'm managing it, mm -hmm. it comes out brilliant and yeah. it's great. It's just a matter of getting me to do it, mm -hmm. and that's the that's the biggest problem I've always had. I don't. You seem like a. You. I don't know you well, so uh -huh. I don't know. But you seem like you're put together. Oh, uh, it seems that way, <laughs> brother. Right? We all wish. got our illnesses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this is Truth right. Serum with Ida Rodriguez. <laughs> Thomas Dale is in the house. Clayton mm -hmm. Thomas. Emery uh, with the hard questions for the comedians. <laughs> I got more if you don't want them. Because it comes, like comes from a place uh, of trying to figure me mm -hmm. out. Uh, because I I battle with it as well. Like mm -hmm. when I try to, when you try to explain depression to somebody mm -hmm. who doesn't have it, they oh, think yeah. it's something you could just snap out of it, mm -hmm. and, and they don't realize yeah. it's chemical. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so many comedians are depressed, mm -hmm. and it's like that's the reason why we're comedians. Exactly, like, we that's go to my this outlet. place. Yeah. But um, how about when they tell you to stretch? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you need to wake up and stretch. I'm a, I was like, I'm gonna throw you. You come out the window. I'm gonna jump out of. <laughs> with me. You come with me. But don't Wait. chocolate chip cookies like fresh, warm? That's yeah, like I binge eat. I eat them all. Oh, chocolate chip yeah. cookies. If I'm depressed and you eat a nice, warm, mm -hmm. like come yeah, on, yo. but I eat yeah, all of it, and yo. then I'm sick. Then you feel bad about eating. I all think I eat nine. You just I have, like, have to eat nine. I'm not well. He loves. <laughs> he, loves he loves them. He loves them. I get it. Do you know what? In an era where everybody has a microphone, everybody has mm -hmm. a voice, yeah. it has become harder to navigate. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I, like I had an audition today mm. and I put my phone down and I was like, mm -hmm. I'm not looking at that phone That's until good. that right. audition is over. Yes. Because I really, re I've realized and I've really come to terms that social media makes me feel bad it's poison. sometimes. poison. Mm. 100% That there bad. are aspects of it that uh -huh. makes me feel like I ain't shit. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? It's too much of, of it's like a uh, it's like a, a reality that isn't real but it's yeah. a real it's like reality yeah. it's weird it's inception like, it's a world it's within, a, yeah. yeah i got, I got I one i got I one more thing too for you guys mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. when you realize or, or do you get that you do you get bothered by the fact that there are or you there's a perceived landscape of like a hundred thousand mm -hmm. comedians mm -hmm. or a hundred thousand social media folks out there that you're competing against for these few, you know, perceived 15, 16 slots to where you can make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Does that really, do you, do you, do you buy into that? No, I don't <laughs> buy into that. Only I buy into, it's just not fair. Right. So <laughs> it's like, I know no one's doing what I'm doing. I'm not worried about anyone else, right. but I am worried about me. And I know that I'm not getting the things that I do deserve, but you know, Right, because everybody has to be individual. You have to have your yeah. uniqueness, obviously. Mm -hmm. to, I think the yeah. most freeing thing I learned in this business, and I learned this through, because Clayton and I have been in close proximity to Kevin Hart and Tiffany, mm -hmm. who shot into superstardom. Right. Like right. we remember, we did that show that he hosted, mm -hmm. and Kevin was still just regular, and then he became, mm -hmm. you know, the biggest yeah. comedian in the world. Mm -hmm. And then you start thinking that what's wrong with you or what 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 can I do to go to follow those steps I think that through that and and Amy Schumer as well mm -hmm. you learn that you are not in competition with no, anybody but right. yourself right. and they just but, got honestly they got lucky opportunities honestly they got you the know right what? opportunities it's That's for all. me it's uh it's different for me because one I never think about any of those uh thousands mm -hmm. of comedians or hundred yeah, thousand or their success 
You only think like of this. the good ones. <laughs> I, I only see the good ones. But at the same time, my mentality has always been I'm the best and I'm going to be the best me. Mm-hmm. Nothing that any yeah. other comedian could do could take away from what I'm going mm-hmm. to do or the work ethic that I put into what I want to do. But at the same time, uh, your food doesn't make me go to the bathroom after at all. Your uh, critics aren't my critics. Mm-hmm. So right. what happens for me is, okay, Clayton, you got to do this, you got to do that. And once I see my paycheck, I'm like, oh, I'm happy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Compared to mm-hmm. when I hear, I remember when I before I got monetized. This is just a quick example. One of the young ladies who told me about monetizing, super huge shout out to Daphne Springs. Mm-hmm. She was like, uh, I yeah, love her. I she scares me. X- oh, she's <laughs> definitely scared. She was like, I made X amount of dollars. I'm like, that's incredible. I never once was yeah. like, ooh, I got to make that. No I was way, just yeah. like, oh, man, I could make my money mm-hmm. for my videos. Mm-hmm. So it, it became one of those things where I knew that the harder I worked, that I would reap benefits from what I put in. Mm-hmm. So, I saw you. I remember yeah. when you started, when you really started aggressively going after it. Oh, and yeah. I watched it. Grow. So, and is there a thing with monetization and stuff that there is a, there is a structure you can follow that eventually, if you put the well, work the in, thing. you can get it. Absolutely, it. from base value, yeah. you can make money from right. Facebook and YouTube right. and uh, so many other applications. There's a new mm-hmm. iStar where you get paid per subscriber. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way you go about it, because your fan base is going to be different than anybody else's fan base, is how you have to learn how to uh, get age. hits from that right. and age. Like I know my mm-hmm. demographics are. I have them from 12 to 15, but mm-hmm. realistically, my fans are from 14 years old mm-hmm. to 44 to 50. Like, mm-hmm. those are my fan base. And I have, on one application, I got more men than women. Mm-hmm. On another one, it's like neck and neck. And then another, it's like I got kids and older people, and right. I'm missing the middle gap. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you do things that you know will hit certain demographics. Mm-hmm. And How many hours a day hit. do you put into this? Well, here's the thing. You know, I'm all about chilling. Uh, mm-hmm. Ada, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love chilling more than anything in the I world. I know. That's why I'm asking you. I am somebody that will work all day mm-hmm. just so I can chill for the rest of the week. Okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my thing is I'll shoot. I'll give you a perfect example. I'll shoot on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Just an example. I'll shoot on a Wednesday for like uh, four hours, right? I'll get everything that I've written out and I need it out of everybody to shoot. As soon as I shoot that, I then go back to the crib. I edit all these videos. As mm-hmm. soon as I edit all my videos, then I go to my certain sites and I begin uploading them and scheduling them to release. Mm-hmm. And from that point, daily, I'll respond to certain comments or I'll make sure that I keep an engagement and I'm always checking how something's doing. Mm-hmm. So that aspect is why I'm in between playing black ops. Like, oh, right. I just lost. Okay. Oh, it's time to eat some. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, realistically, right. you know, you just set your schedule for what yeah, works right. for you. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, it's important to understand who your fan base is. And one of the things I've never, I've always, I've never subscribed to the thinking that internet comedians are coming for what's mine because I really feel like they have their own, it's an art unto itself. Mm -hmm. There's a billion people in the world. Right. I just like enjoying uh, stand up. But what I will say Mm -hmm. is, this is when it started turning for me, is Mm -hmm. me making bonuses on the road. Learning that that's real. People, oh, the bonuses, yeah, yeah. Like I did I, at Sacramento. People, I sold out shows mm-hmm. in Connecticut that's at Mohegan incredible. Sun. Just to know that people know who I am yeah. and bought my tickets, right? Because right. I, he'll tell you, I am always uh, amazed when people know who I am. Mm. I'm, I'm never like, oh yeah, they yeah. they know who I am. Well, I'll be like, why is that bitch staring at me? And he's like, <laughs> You've been on everything, yes. yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But even yes. still, it's just like that for me is that's me going viral. To yeah. me is. Like I was in Washington and I and I I had two sold out shows and mm-hmm. I only did three shows. Like that's what made me feel good because I'm like, oh, now people 
are starting to know me for my because right. at the end of the day for me all I've ever wanted to be known for is to be a good stand up mm-hmm. uh-huh. that's been at the top of my list mm-hmm. so to know that yeah. people are now knowing me for that is just but let me hit you with this since God you're going on the road and you're selling out these shows take it to the next level and start stamping your brand with these fans that are coming out to see you that's the only yeah. thing that misses it people I'll say have, it for you yeah, I'll say it for you. That's your trademark. Mm-hmm. People have a fear of missing out. So if I'm in Cleveland and you just went to Connecticut mm-hmm. and you're coming to uh, Cincinnati next week and I see the pictures that you did in Connecticut and I'm like, oh, man, I want to go. That right. looked fun. Oh, she right. did a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Now when you come to my city, I'm not only bringing my friends and family, but I'm getting extra to meet oh, and Oh, I'm doing you. it this weekend in Minnesota. Right. House yeah. of Comedy, I will be there this weekend, Thursday through Sunday. FunnyIda.com is where you get your tickets. Mm-hmm. Funny Ida is where you find me. Mm-hmm. Um, Clayton, tell them where you're going to be and tell them where uh, to find you. Uh, Team Clayton Thomas on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Just type in Clayton Thomas. Also, my show every Friday here on Dash Radio, Dash Comedy, is kicking it with Clayton, 2 to 4 p.m. I would love to hear from you guys. Thank you for having me on I'll your show. I'll be there next week so I can finally see what the Dream Studio looks like. <laughs> uh, it's <dream>. amazing. <laughs> Go ahead, Thomas. Um, Cheers, me, I just do Instagram, Thomas. Dale 5. Um, I'll be on This Is Not Happening on Comedy Central this Friday. Yay. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. The story is a, it's a good story. So that it means a lot to me, so I want people to watch it. And mm. it'll be on uh, on Comedy Central this Friday. Awesome. And Roy Wood Jr. is the host, and we love him. He is a friend of the show. Thank yes. you so much for listening. And you can find me at funnyida.com. Funnyida.com, <laughs> <laughs> and we are out. <laughs> I'm